Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Bet on Chicago. My name is Joey Christopoulos, and today's episode is presented by BetOnline.ag. Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. So find all the latest sports developments, including updated odds and NBA playoffs, fights, and even next season's futures. Don't forget that Major League Baseball is back, and this Friday, the WNBA season is back, too, as well. Who are you picking to win the title of the World Series? Well, you can go to BetOnline as your continued source for all your sports wagering needs and find out, including live betting in your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started, so head to the website today and use your mobile device to join and use a promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming into the pod. The NFL draft is over. The Major League Baseball season is underway. But there is another season that is about to kick off this Friday in Chicago. You know, I know we're talking about the Bears all the time. How are they going to rebuild? The Chicago Cubs are on the downswing. Can the White Sox live up to expectations? Well, there is a defending champion in the city of Chicago. It is the Chicago Sky basketball team, and they are kicking off their season this Friday. So let's do a season preview. Let's bring in an old dear friend of mine. He's a Chicago Sky fan. He's a basketball fan in general. He's a season ticket holder, too, as well. And as we just mentioned on the pre-pod, he's a full-on jersey horse. He's got every jersey underneath the sun. He's Tim Quinlan. What's up, Tim? Hey, how are you, Joey? I'm fantastic, man. I'm so happy to see you. So happy to have you on the pod. We've, we wanted to bring you on for a little while now. This is the perfect time. Chicago Sky season's kicking off this Friday, which is obviously we're taping this on a Monday at Wintrust Arena in Chicago. They're coming off an NBA title. They went from a sixth seed in the playoffs to go all the way to the top. You were there for the entire thing, so let's kick it off like this. Let's just start at the beginning. You know, can you take us back? When did you become a Chicago Sky fan? You're now a season ticket holder. How did that come to pass? And, you know, I think you're going to fill us in a little bit about why it's so exciting to uh, check out the games there down at Wintrust. Well, I've been going to games since 2014. I think I went to my first game. Um, and uh, they used to play out at uh, Allstate Arena, which was a bit of a pain to get to. So I didn't make it to as many games as I do now. Uh, but when they moved into the city uh, and started playing at Wintrust Arena, um, I started going to as many games as I could. Uh, and then I realized, you know, I was paying up to $150 a ticket because I was trying to sit down on the court. Uh, I might as well just get season tickets, save a little uh, little dough. So uh, last year was the first year I did it. Uh, I took the dive and I, I bought my season tickets and I'm courtside. I'm right underneath the basket. The Chicago Sky bench is like eight seats away from me. Uh, when they do the starting lineups, they're all right there, right in front of me, doing their dances, doing their handshakes. It's really cool to see. Uh, Good timing. <laughs> yeah. It's a good timing, yeah. Tim. <laughs> well, you know, when they announced uh, when they announced that they were going to sign Candace Parker, that's when I was like, okay, time to let's go. Time to do it. It, it was already a really solid squad the year before. Kalia Copper had already had kind of a breakout year. Everybody says last year was her breakout year, but nobody was paying attention in 2020. And that's when she really, she, uh, she doubled, you know, her points per game. She, I mean, she was just on fire. And, uh, I loved watching her play. I already, I was already interested in buying season tickets. And as soon as we signed Parker, I pulled that trigger. 
So and man, I'm glad I did. Yeah, seriously. So we're gonna walk through last season, this season, a little bit of the roster a little bit because look, full disclosure, and this is why I wanted to have you on, is that you know, for the Chicago Sky when they started making their playoff run last year, you know, I'm I'm a bandwagon fan, right? I read about mm -hmm. it, I see Chicago's got its name on it. All of a sudden now I'm following along and I'm rooting for them. And look, I just haven't seen a lot of WNBA games. Granted, I also live out here in California, so not easy. But I think this is the perfect time for me being honest with myself about that and the audience that's listening right now. Mm -hmm. But I think it's a great time to learn about this team right now because not mm -hmm. only does they have Candace Parker and Copper, who's obviously, you know, I think now officially maybe a rising star, but there's a couple other uh, girls on this roster that we're going to talk about. And I think you're going to be a great person to kind of illustrate and color in the lines a little bit about how this team came together, why they're successful, and why they're so exciting to watch. So let's start here. In your opinion, you know, when you read, when I read an article that says Chicago Sky does not get off to a good start last year, really bumpy, roller coaster ride, walk into the playoffs as a sixth seed. How can you kind of encapsulate that regular season ride to the beginning of the playoffs and then they end up the WNBA champions? Yeah, it was rough. I, I, if, if I remember correctly, we started the season 2 0. Candace goes down and then we lose, I think, seven in a row. Uh, and that's when you're just like, oh man, like if this team can't do it without Candace, they're not going to be able to do it. Uh, they, Candace comes back her game, her first game back, she only scores three points, but we still managed to pull out a win. We won seven games in a row at that. So we go from losing seven to winning seven. And then I don't think we lost any more than two games in a row after that. So we end the season 16 and 16. It was a hard ride. I mean, we went through a number of point guards. Ended up acquiring Dana Evans, who is one of my favorites. Uh, and I think it just took, with as, as much change as we had on the roster last year, we just, it, we never really gelled during the regular season. But then near the end of the season, man, they just, they were, they were hot. I mean, we went into the playoffs. I mean, we were still like lose two, win two, lose two, win two. It was still a bit rocky. Uh, but you could just tell they were playing well together. Everybody got, I think everybody got comfortable with everybody, and we just went in hot. Those first two rounds are single elimination of the WNBA, too, so that's super helpful. Uh, went in, took care of business of those first two teams, uh, and then we only lost two games in both the semifinals and the finals. I mean, they were just hot at the end of the season. Yeah, they just got it going, and I think that's where it probably broke into the headlines more in the mainstream for people that weren't aware. Uh, because of how mm -hmm. well they played and some of the characters that are on this team that we're going to get into a little bit where I start doing the research and you're kind of like, wow, they got a little bit of everything, right? Like yeah. Vandersloot's leading the point, quickly shooting threes, and then you've got size with like Copper and Parker and then so on. You've got a nice little depth behind that. Let's stick with oh, Candace yeah. Parker here for a little second. Let's talk about, mm -hmm. you know, where she's at in her career, where yeah. the way that you describe it is – you know, she's still an integral part of this team. She's still one of the best players in the WNBA. Is it fair to maybe say that she isn't quite where she was earlier in her career? You know, I've pulled up some of her stats. You know, she's got eight-plus seasons of 17 points a game. She's got yep. two seasons where she averaged a double-double, which I think was a 19-10 and a 20-10. She's a two-time mm -hmm. MVP in 08-13, five-time All-Star. This was her second title. You know, where do you think Candace Parker is at this point in her career and is she still just as important and such a big, impactful factor for a team as it sounds like she was last year for the Sky? I think, yes, but not in a traditional sense in terms of points per game, rebounds per game, or just mm. 
anything on the on the floor necessarily. I think it's important to have her around. Uh, I think she's a great leader. I think she's a great person to learn from. That's why I'm really excited that Kalia Copper is getting at least one more year with her because uh, Copper is just getting better and better. And if she can stay and play with P Parker for one more year and learn more from her, it's just going to make her a better player in the long run. Um, as far as Parker's... Uh, it, I was kind of hoping last year would be Parker's last year on the floor and she would take mm. a different role with this guy because we could open up that roster spot for somebody who maybe is a little more impact impactful as far as scoring goes, as far as rebounds go, you know, we just lost Steph Dolson in the off season. So we could use another big body. Uh, I mean, when, when we would run pick and rolls with Steph, there's just no getting around her. So she sets that pick rolls on back. That's a bucket every single time. And we don't have that anymore. Uh, We've made some adjustments. We could talk about that later uh, that I think uh, help kind of make up for her loss. But, um, but yeah, I, you know, I'd love to see Parker take on more of an administrative role, maybe even a coaching role of some sort. Yeah. Uh, I, I want her around the Chicago sky for years to come. Uh, maybe just not on the floor because she is, she, it's hard to keep her on the floor too. She just, she gets hurt a lot. So it's, she's just, she's just at that point in her career, maybe, or maybe it's time to take a step back off the floor and do something else. Yeah, it sounds like you're kind of getting the moxie and the intelligence and maybe a little bit of the pedigree. But I think that's mm -hmm. where I think that's where a player like Kalia Copper comes into play, right? Where she's been able to actually like beginning to bring that kind of production into the team. Can you just talk about a little bit what this offseason was like for a Chicago Sky fan? Because it seemed like some <laughs> major rough. pieces, some major pieces yeah. uh you know, either left the team or they were able to bring a, a good portion of the people back, right? I think, am I wrong? Vandersloot, Quigley, and Copper were all free agents and they were able to bring them all back. So, yeah, uh, you know, how would you grade this offseason for the Chicago Sky? I A plus on how it ended up. <laughs> uh, but the the road to get there was a nightmare. Um, Copper, Copper was... Uh, uh, a priority, which I understand. Um, but I think making her the priority left a sour taste in other people's mouths. And this is all conjecture on my part. I have nothing to back this up. Uh, I know, I feel that Steph Dolson left uh, and signed with the New York Liberty because she felt like she wasn't being treated fairly. She wasn't getting enough minutes. And I say, as somebody who watched every game, who was at every home game, uh, I don't think she played enough minutes. I think she was underutilized and she's a better player than we treated her. And so she left. Um, I think. Vander so wait, Sloot, real quick. Is, is that, is that the yeah. Parker factor? Is that the Parker factor of like the, the minute crunch with Dolson? I mean, how does that, how does that come I mean, into play? Because yeah. And, and for people's reference real quick, Kalia Copper is a person who for the first couple of years of her career uh, wasn't mm -hmm. playing a ton of minutes wasn't scoring yeah. a lot of points. And as you mentioned, starting to uh, 2020 pretty much doubled every single metric of production that she had. And then she went yeah. on to become the WNBA finals MVP last year. So it's been a quick rise yeah. and maybe there's some people, maybe there's some, uh, some damage with other people and playing time along the way. Yeah. I, I think the people who have, who've, and that's another thing with Steph is she, she's been on the sky for, uh, I don't have her stats pulled up, but I mean, quite some time. And uh, I think she just uh, she saw fewer minutes when Parker came in. Uh, Kalia obviously was 
significantly better both in 2020 and 2021 than she ever had been literally twice as good as she as she was before so yeah i mean certainly all those players cut into her time and you know it's it sucks to see a player that is not only so impactful on the floor dolson but also just was kind of the heart of the team she was so much fun to be around she was just she's just a Mm. she's so charismatic and now we don't have that and i need somebody to step up and be the the silly person on the team you know the lovable you know so I don't know who that's going to be. Parker's a pretty serious gal. Uh, Sloop can be a lot of fun. She loves Justin Bieber, and every time it plays at the stadium, she's out there dancing. Uh, I feel like I veered off the path here. But, yeah, you know, every team needs to have that, like, heart and soul. Like, the Boston Celtics have Marcus Smart. The Pacers have Lance Stevenson. Uh, I don't know who the Bears have. I, don't, I, I haven't watched the Bears years well i was gonna say if it's but, the if it's the bulls i guess maybe joe keem kind of brings a little bit of that that quotient yeah. from time to time um, yep. i do love the idea of uh tim quinlan WNBA scout uh sitting in a dark room with a big whiteboard and they're like and the, all these different quadrants <laughs> are circled and the one thing that isn't circled is silly yeah. we don't have enough silliness <laughs> we, need a, we need a silly player <laughs> she's so much more than that i don't want to i don't want to say that that's all she's good for no i know but not, like but, but tim quinlan tim quinlan silly scout says that you know what yeah. I mean? you do need a balance a balance of emotions and you need someone to break the tension a little bit and like Absolutely. i don't think you're saying that she's like a knucklehead but i think you're saying that she brings like an air uh that kind of sort of deflates maybe some of the seriousness of professional Absolutely. sports which i think is a nice a nice thing to break up Absolutely. Thank you for making me sound far more intelligent uh, than I am. <laughs> I exactly see what I'm saying. So, so <laughs> yeah. let's 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 drill in on Kalia Copper a little bit because uh, yeah. I find this to be really intriguing. I mean, this isn't, you know, her rise um, mm-hmm. to now perhaps become one of the most important and impactful players for the Sky as they defend their title this year is really yeah. intriguing to me. And I'm wondering if you could start like this. Can you just describe to someone who obviously maybe a lot of people listening to this pod have never seen her play before. Mm-hmm. Do you have like an NBA comp for her? Can you describe her game? And is there one aspect of it that really has been so key in terms of doubling that production that we've talked about the last two seasons? She's explosive, man. Uh, and she's got attitude and strength uh, that I think a lot of players lack. Um she's just unstoppable. Once you get that ball in her hands, she's the thing with the sky this year. And, and we have so many players that I would trust with the ball in their hands in the last seconds of the game. And Clea is hundred percent. One of those people, it's Clea copper, Allie Quigley, mm-hmm. Candace Parker, Vandersloot. I mean, anybody, anybody, <laughs> any player on the team, uh, she's just, you can't stop if you go back and you watch some of those games against Phoenix uh, in the, the finals last year. I mean, nobody could stop her. She gets the ball in her hands. She's driving. There's nothing you can do about it. As far as NBA comps go, man, I, this sounds bad, but she, her energy and her attitude and her explosiveness reminds me of Russell Westbrook, mm. except she hits shots. Uh, <laughs> No shade to Russ. I love watching. No, Russ. Well, I'm just, I mean, this is an improvement here. This is actually, <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's what she's just so quick, man, and, and she slashes. There's just nothing you can do about it. She's a great player to watch, uh, and she's. I I feel, and I feel like this is what she's learning from Candace. She's really 
she's kind of taking in, taking on that leadership role that we're going to need if Parker does call this her last year. Well, and it, and it, is it fair to say that, in, you know, in the WNBA finals last year, what exactly mm-hmm. you're talking about right now is exactly what's happening a little bit. If you pull up her box scores and you showed them to me a little bit last night, you know, we're looking at a, a pretty filled up box score of like a 21, mm-hmm. 10, maybe three or four assists, a couple steals, a couple of blocks, a little bit of a do it everything mentality. Yep. And look, this is the, this is the finals. So, you know, if mm-hmm. you're taking the ball and you're, you know, you're taking charge like that, you know, and then now you're bringing her back as a free agent. Is it fair to say, is this Kalia Copper's team? Not as long as Candace is there. there you Not go. as long as Candace is there. Uh, once Candace goes, uh, it's hard to say because Vandersloot's been here, man. And it's, and Vandersloot, it's, she's a fan favorite. And for good reason. I, I, we're going to get to her in a second. I'm I'm fascinated yeah. by Vandersloot. Um, some of the numbers and some of the things that she's doing is really incredible. But, yeah, no, that's interesting because, yeah, I, I from not watching her play, not play style, career trajectory, Kalia Copper reminds me a little bit of Jimmy Butler. Someone, yeah. who's, been, someone who's been on the team for a long time and mm-hmm. ha- played a role on a, on a team. And then progressively, incrementally, Gets a little bit better, a little bit better, and then one year shows up and all of a sudden really starts becoming an impactful person on a team. And then that mm-hmm. following year, in theory, kind of becomes, you know, the alpha a little bit, just based on maybe WNBA Finals pedigree. Maybe yeah. what you're getting at is maybe Copper needs to do it for one more season um, around also all these other really great players in this lineup to defend a title, maybe to probably get to that status. And of course, yeah, you still have. Candace Parker, who's going to the Hall of Fame, um, still yeah. on the team and probably, you know what, every three or four games probably comes out and looks maybe a little bit like a Hall of Famer, right? Mm-hmm. And can still put up some numbers a little bit. She has her moments for sure. Yeah. I, she's not done. I, I, I didn't mean earlier when I was talking about, you know, this hopefully possibly being her last season. Uh, she still, she still has those moments. She still has those 25 point games. She still comes out. She's still the player. If, if there's two seconds on the clock, we have the ball. I want her shooting the ball. Yeah. Uh, she still has her moments. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 I'm glad that Kalia is getting one more year with her. Can Kalia be that person? If Vandersloot, Vandersloot's on a one-year contract, Vandersloot and Quigley are both on a one-year contract for next season. If they leave and they go somewhere else, can Copper carry this team to the finals and to a championship? I don't know. I think she needs a little help with where she is right now. But We'll see what she learns this season. Yeah, and you know, in terms of Candace too, I mean, let's be fair. She's nine years removed from her last MVP, right? And I think mm-hmm. in it, with any sports athlete, they still have it in them, but maybe do they have that high end? I mean, she was putting up twenty and ten on the regular at the height of her career. Now she's a little bit, yeah. you know, I'm going to pull it up right now. Last year she was at thirteen and eight and four, which is great, right? You know, mm-hmm. this is late era Tim Duncan of like, you don't fuck with Tim Duncan. But maybe he isn't exactly, you know what I'm saying? Maybe he's not exactly MVP Tim Duncan that he was previously. Let's hit yeah. Quigley real quick. Um, mm-hmm. Fascinating player. Some of the news and notes, and these are just the clip notes that I was able to pick up, was 45% from three last year, 13 yeah. points a game, third, uh, three-time All-Star, is the all-time leading scorer in WNBA, you know, I'm sorry, in uh, Chicago Sky history. So mm-hmm. she is. she has that mark on her. A lot, a lot put into the organization. Um, has the most three-pointers in any three-point contest, NBA or WNBA, when she hit 20 at 25 
And the final one, and maybe this can you can speak on this is this maybe why she has a one year deal. She's 36 years old. So uh, tell us what you yeah. love about Allie Quigley and tell us how much you think she has left in the tank as they try and defend their title next year. Well, I'd like to make a quick note that Allie Quigley and Courtney Vandersloot are the only married couple on the same team together in any professional sport. So I think that's a fun fact. A fun Wait, Chicago so they're, sky they're, fact. It's a married backcourt? <laughs> yeah, Vanderquigs, affectionately known <laughs> as Vanderquigs. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't okay. know this? See, no, I didn't I didn't know this, and I don't think the audience yeah. knew about this either. So wait, yeah. uh when did they get married? Oh, and obviously uh, they met up they met on the sky, right? No? We we think they met on they met on the sky. They I oof, you know, I'm pretty sure they met on the sky. As far as when, how long they've been married, I want to say two or three years at this point. I don't okay. know. I, I I don't take a deep dive into my favorite players' personal lives too much. Uh but I believe I believe it's been two or three years. But yeah, that for fact, the only married couple on any professional team in any sport. I love that because we'll do Vandersloot in a second, but she's like just throwing names out there. She's like the John Stockton mm -hmm. of the WNBA. And yeah. quickly and quickly so is like she's a little more liberal, a little more progressive than John Stockton, yeah, okay. I think. Yeah, damn it! Now I—that's the other thing too—is when you do when you do NBA comps now, you have to cross-reference <laughs> yeah. their political beliefs. Sure. That's right. Uh -huh. Can't say Carl Malone. Uh, no, <laughs> absolutely not. But but uh, so yeah, real quick, uh, quickly. She's thirty-six years old. Um, you know, in your opinion, you know, what does she have left in the tank? She signed a one-year deal. Um, is that because maybe she's ending her career a little bit? Is that just have to do financials with the sky? What's that about? Well. She's she's seeing fewer and fewer minutes as well. This is not a stat I've looked at. This is just something I've noticed from watching and going to the games. Hopefully, if we look at the statistics, uh, that reflects that. Uh, so yeah, and, and, you know, and she's having a hard time staying healthy as well. So I, I think um, she's definitely nearing the end of her career. I I would assume that she would go anywhere Courtney goes. Uh, Courtney's much younger. I think Courtney's. And Vandersloot's probably got another five years in her, maybe three to five years. I mean, yeah, I, uh, she's kind of in her prime now, right? I she mean, really is. She's doing yeah. great. Um, and I think the only reason her, her numbers have taken uh, a hit is in 2020, I, I believe they started to decline. And I think that's because Kalia really started to step up and, and taking more shots and had the ball in her hands a little bit more. And then obviously Parker in 2021. So uh, her numbers have dipped a little bit, but that's the, those are the only reasons why it's not because she's missing shots. It's not because it's, it's strictly because we have more good players, which is great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, with, we, you know, with Courtney, with Courtney and Vander Vander, or I'm sorry, with Vandersloot and quickly on a one-year deal. Uh, if this is, if we are coming to the end of Quigley's career, she can follow Courtney around wherever she decides to go, wherever she's going to get the money in the, the, the minutes. I mean, Bad comparison, but it's easy for everyone to understand. Is it fair to say that this Chicago Sky team defending its world championship this year is kind of in a last dance situation with Parker perhaps maybe on the way out? Their backcourt so. advantage quickly maybe deciding that they want to play together somewhere else. Is that kind of mm -hmm. what we're looking at a little bit? I think so. I, I, I think it's – I hate to say it, and I, I – this is the first time I've had to say it out loud and it stings a little bit, but this might be the end of the Vandersloot era for the sky. Um, I, I really hope they can, they, they can pull out one more 
uh, with this squad, and I, I think they can. Um, but it's I don't you know what I don't want to think about it right now. <laughs> well, well here, let, yeah, it, so look, so let's think about let's think about something else because honestly, man, when I started to try and dive in and just look at some numbers and stats, it mm -hmm. was Courtney Vandersloot that honestly has me the most intrigued. Um, mm -hmm. When you start to look at her numbers, you look at her consistency, you look at her production over the years. And she's been around. She's been around the WNBA for quite some time, and yet these last four or five seasons, she's taken her game to a completely different level. Uh, I'm gonna read some stuff off to you. I mean, she was first team to All WNBA, 2019-2020. She had uh, she had 18 assists in a game, which I think is the high water mark in WNBA history right now. Mm -hmm. She's the first woman to record double digit assists for a season with 10.0 in 2020. Mm -hmm. I mean, she keeps kind of breaking her own records here last I mean, last year in the playoffs, 13 points a game, 10.2 assists, 5.4 rebounds. Yep. And maybe let's kind of start here. So she's got – Sue Bird has 2,180 career assists. Mm -hmm. And – no, I'm sorry. So wait, Sue Bird – 3,000. Yeah, Sue Bird's at 3,048. Mm -hmm. uh, Lindsay Whalen, uh, we mentioned before, 2,300. Uh, she's got 2,348. Vandersloot's at 2,180 right now. Yeah. And so basically I was trying to sort of break it out a little bit. I mean, she's been averaging 8.9 assists a game the last five seasons. Mm -hmm. And she needs 1,271 to get up there. Or no, she needs less than that, but she's had over 1,200 the last five seasons. She basically needs 254 mm -hmm. a year for the next four or five years, 254 assists a season. I mean, is it fair to say Vandersloot will break Sue Bird's career assist record when her when it's all said and done? I think it is absolutely possible. Uh, I think um, she's going to have to average 8 to 10 a season. If she can average 10 a season, that's about 320 each season. Sue Bird only has one year left in her. And she's seeing fewer and fewer minutes. Uh, that being said, the storm is loaded with scorers. And it's mm. very easy for her to get to just, just the ball, boom, it's in. Uh, between Lloyd and Stewart, I mean, she's not going to have a problem getting assists this year. Um but yeah, I don't know. And like I said earlier, Vandersloot has a lot of, she was drafted in 2011. So like, I think she's still got a good three, four, five years in her. Uh, I think she can do it. It just depends on how many, how many minutes Sue sees this season. And if, if Sue feels like she wants to protect that, <laughs> that record and just really start dishing them out. Uh, we'll see. But yeah, I, I, I think court can do it, man. I think court's going to continue smashing her own records as well as other people's records. Uh, especially with some of the, the, the acquisitions the Sky had this year. I mean, we've, we've got some scorers, man. And look, Sloot's a scorer too, but if she maybe takes a step back from shooting as much, which she's a great shooter, and I, I don't want her to necessarily do that, but if she takes a step back and lets other people take that role, man, I mean, she could be averaging 12, 13 assists a game this year. Yeah, I think the whole idea here is, and you're you're on the right track where, if she's at 8.9 average her last five seasons and she's about 900-ish behind Sue Bird, if Sue Bird puts another mm -hmm. 200, let's just like kind of just be fair in general. Let's just say she puts another 200 assists on the board this year, which could still be a high per average game, but maybe her minutes go down a little bit. Mm 
I mean, the way that the way that Vanderslip's going right now, she kind of just needs to be in that 200, 250. She just needs to be an eight. If she yeah. can stay eight assists a game for like four or five years, I think she's going to have a really strong shot to break it. Uh, I guess the question will be whether she does it for the sky or not. Um, well, and the question will be, it depends on where she goes if she does leave the sky. Is she going to go somewhere where there are a lot of scorers or is she going to go somewhere where she's going to be the go-to person? But she can also, she can be that. So it just depends on the trajectory of her career after she leaves the sky, if she does leave the sky. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you've seen that. I mean, there aren't really guys in the NBA that chase assists, you know what I mean? Other than maybe like mm -hmm. a Russell Westbrook kind of situation. Yeah. But he just he I, just chases all stats, I think. Yeah, yeah, no, seriously. But no, it's funny, like when you think about guys like um think about a guy like Mark Jackson, right? Who played for a lot mm -hmm. of different teams over his career. I think he was in a situation though where every single time he went somewhere, he went somewhere there was a shooter with him. So maybe yeah. that will be key for Vandersloot, like moving forward. If she does move on to another team, maybe trying to mm -hmm. find a like, location. And let's be honest, um, her wife, her better, her significant She's... other, is one of the best shooters, <laughs> one of the yeah. best shooters around, right? So yep. that's always kind of a nice thing to sort of take with you as you move along. Mm -hmm. um, so I could totally buy that. I want to ask you about um, someone, I, you know, give me a scouting report on Diamond to Shields. Um, seems like someone that maybe had a little bit of a tough shooting year last year, but definitely is, you know, in the top five or six, I believe in minutes played is a younger mm -hmm. player or on the younger side of some of the other players that we've been talking about. What do you think her role is this year? Should it increase? And, you know, what do you think her ceiling is? Give us a little scouting report on her. Well, not to blow up your spot, but I think you overlooked the fact that diamond got traded in the, offseason. Oh no. Oh, yeah. did she really? <laughs> yeah, oh, she did. so wait, they traded her so what? They can make room for everyone else to bring other people back? What happened there? I have a theory on this. As I was going to the games uh, all season last season, I noticed during the warmups, Diamond was not with the team. Diamond was off by herself. She was in her own little world. I mean, she was participating. And, and in the huddles and during the, the, um, the introductions she was very much a part of the team everybody you know she did the handshakes she was super hyped she was smiling and laughing having a good time but she almost always kind of distanced herself she was by herself a lot um i would sometimes see her hanging out with lexi brown who's also no longer on the squad uh off to the side i, I think that and i and i don't know what happened and i'm not blaming diamond for anything uh she's got to do what's best for her she's a great player um but I think there was some some bad blood there somewhere, and I, I don't I don't know exactly what it is, but I think that's why she moved on. Um, maybe she asked for a trade. I don't know. Uh, but we traded her in a three team deal. Uh, it was she went to Phoenix. Uh, we got one of Phoenix's first round twenty twenty three picks, and we got Julie Alamond from the Indiana Fever. Hmm. I, I don't know what Indiana got. Uh, Somebody from Phoenix, I believe. I forget. Not my concern. Uh, the sky are my concern. So we picked up Julie Allemand, which I think uh, was a good... She kind of fills between her and Emma Miesemann, who we also picked up in the offseason. I think we kind of made up for losing Steph and Diamond. Um, they're both great scorers. Uh, I believe they both average... Let's see. I think Emma, Emma... Emma can bring you... Where are my notes on her? 
Yeah, Emma's averaging 13, five and five. She missed the 2020 season, or I'm sorry, the 2021 season. She used to play for the Washington Mystics and she missed last season. I'm not entirely sure why, um, but she's coming back and she's going to fill. I mean, I believe Diamond was probably around. Diamond was averaging uh, pretty comparable. Uh, oh, my notes are a mess, Joey. Was Diamond like up for a contract or anything like that too as well? Because I'm just feeling like, there was, I mean, they made a lot of decisions to bring some of these people back for one last dance. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, it sounds like her role was either being marginalized or maybe just the fit wasn't great on a team with some really solid pillars and foundational pieces, even with talent. Well, so I'm wondering if it also had something to do with, and when you get that first round pick, mm -hmm. it also makes you think we're thinking about the future a little bit. You know what I mean? So, well, absolutely. I mean, we had to offer Copper more, right? So, yeah. uh, so the price you pay, when right. When you're doing that, you have to make some decisions. Um, and I think the decision was to pay Dolson less pay to shields less, less, uh, and, and possibly look, I know the first offer that they made to Vandersloot and Quigley was rejected. I think, uh, they actually, I believe this, they, they, they were offended uh Vandersloot straight up it's like said she was offended by the offer you just win the title um, you know yeah you win the title and you know you want to and especially if you're Vandersloot and, too as well which means so she means so much to the sky you know what I mean it's well, like and when you look at those you pay, stats, you pay I, for I, you pay for past production yes. and the future production you know what I mean it all gets mm -hmm. roped into one well and I shared those stats with you between Vandersloot and Copper in the finals and they're I mean they're neck to neck I mean there there's Copper is barely higher than her in most of the categories, but we're talking 0.5, yeah. uh, half points. Um, so she's just as important, you know, uh, if not more so when it comes to just the, the, the heart and soul of the team, uh, just because Vandersloot's, you know, she's been there. She's, she is she's the our, I mean, yeah, and she's the face. She's the face of the yeah. franchise. Is that fair? To, yeah, I mean. Of course, you have Candace Parker she, there now, but Candace hasn't been she's the face. there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah Vandersuit's the face. This is Parker's team. Copper is a fucking awesome player. <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh, we're super psyched to have her. But yeah, I mean, we'll see what her role is in the future. Give me an, uh, I think I already might know who it is because you might have already mentioned her. Give me an X factor of a player that we haven't mentioned yet. Um, that is, you know, either maybe one of your, she's a fan favorite, maybe one of your favorite players or just someone that's just like a glue person just someone that, you know, is really important that maybe isn't loading up the box score, but is really important to the sky being successful this year. I, I Parker is the most important uh, as far as, as far as the, our success goes and just, just her presence, her, her leadership. Um, but as far as X factors go, I, I think, uh, the acquisition of Emma Miesemann is huge, especially considering we lost uh, Dolson and DeShields. Uh, I think her and uh, if, if Alleman makes the cut, because look, right now the Sky roster, I think is like 20, 25 people. And yeah, I think you can do 10 to 12 max. So everybody's in training camp right now. We got some, we got some, some slicing and dicing to do. We got a um, game on Friday, so, Tim. <laughs> I think no, they got to figure it out. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, so we got, we got some slicing and dicing to do, but uh, we'll, so I, I think Alleman's going to make the cut. Beesman's I, I, definitely going to make the cut, and having those two, uh, look, Beesman hasn't played for a year, but she was fantastic on the Mystics. So I think she's kind of the X factor. Um, I also think Dana Evans, who is a point guard, who is one of my favorites to watch. That's what um, I'm getting at. Yeah. She, tell uh, us about Dana, tell us about Dana Evans. Like, you know, what's her game style? Um, you know, what does she bring to the court every time she hops on? She's small and mighty, man. Uh, she and she can shoot the lights out. They're, they're, I, I can't remember. I can't remember what game it was, but it was it was in the finals. It was against. Might have been game four. Uh, um, not game four. Uh, it might it might have been the final game, where I mean I think. It, it wasn't looking good, that final game. It, even in the last few minutes, it was like, gosh, shit, this is going to go to another game. We're going to go back to Phoenix. We're going to lose this thing. She came out, hit three threes in a row, and the place, the like, wind trust just went absolutely insane. Um, and we're talking about, uh, it was her, was that, was that her rookie? That was her rookie year last year. We acquired her from Dallas after we cut Shyla Heal. Uh, who was our draft pick, who looked promising. And when you watch highlights of her, she's amazing. But, man, when she got on the court, she was just fumbling left and right. Hated to see it. She ended up getting cut. We acquired Dana Evans from the Dallas Wings, who got, like, every pick in the draft that year. Uh, so they cut a lot of people who were really great, Dana being one of them. And, man, she stepped into that role, and she was the perfect backup for Vandersloot. Between her and Lexi Brown, Lexi was hitting some shots, too. Uh, you know, we, I, I think this guy had to make a decision between Dana and Lexi. They chose Dana. I think they made the right decision. Um, I love both of those players, but Dana's my girl. She's also from Gary, Indiana. She's a Hoosier from right down the road. Uh, so I, I think if she can take that step, and now she's going to be playing a little more minutes, I think. She's going to be backing up Sloot. Um, Lexi's out of the picture, so I think we're going to see more Dana. Uh, and, man, I just hope she can keep – getting better i mean i think she only averaged maybe five points a game altogether but she's one of those people man i don't mind having the ball in her hands the last few seconds i think she can do it so i'm excited to watch her play and watch her grow uh yeah Dana. well i mean that's that's typically what happens man right like it doesn't matter what sport you're playing um you know we can talk about stars all day long and the people that carry the water but at the end of the day it is a dana evans or if you're a chicago bulls fan it's a Bobby Hansen, or if you know if you're a Chicago White Sox fan, you know an El Duque, Orlando. You know, it's there's someone, there's an unsung hero that always needs to show up in a moment and kind of help carry you over a little bit. It's never just going to be one or two people every sing single season. And yeah. if this guy want to defend their title this year, I mean, it's going to take people probably like Alexi Brown and a Dana Evans and the people that they've come in and acquired to kind of. Alexi's in up. L.A. now. Oh, Lexi moved. So Lexi moved on. She's in L.A. now. Yeah, she's in L.A. now. Man, well, I mean, they're just moving around the bench. I guess that's kind of what happens. But these are the type of players that you're going to need to kind of show up. And, mm -hmm. you know, especially on down nights, too, as well, to get you through the regular season. I mean, in your opinion right now, are the Chicago Sky going to be a sixth seed heading into the playoffs again? Or is the expectation is a little bit higher to maybe give uh, themselves a little bit of, better of a shot? You know, how are you, you handicapping this season right now? You know what concerns me is this, is – the sky kind of, kind of came out of nowhere last season. I, I don't think anybody expected them to win. Yeah. Um, I mean, especially considering we went into the playoffs at 500, 16 and 16. Um, so when teams came to play us, they weren't really, 
I don't know if I'm saying this correctly, but teams weren't preparing to play us. Um, now we put a target on our backs and teams are going to be approaching us differently. Uh, and we need to make those adjustments. Uh, teams are going to come out. They're going to be, they're going to be defending us harder. Um, th they know that they're going to be on copper. Uh, that's, that's the curious one, right? Cause she had this, this type of run that maybe no one really saw coming. And now mm -hmm. everyone's going to be like one, two, three on the board. How do we beat the sky? Maybe one or two is stop copper. Stop copper. Um, that being said, we do have plenty of weapons. So if if they do, uh, if it does, if Copper ends up averaging ten points a game because of she's being double teamed and triple teamed every night, we'll just have to put the ball in someone else's hands. Dana's <laughs> Dana hands. <laughs> um, I want to know about. Uh, give me a give me a verbal tour. Paint a picture for me of what game experience is like at a sky game at Wintrust arena. Um, just give me the whole concept of the vibe. Give me some food options. Um, uh, you know, tell me in the audience why, cause let's be real, man. The Chicago bulls had a very positive season this year. They went 45 and 37 and yeah. then got their ass wiped in the first round sure uh, by did. the reigning defending champs, the Milwaukee bucks. And look, you know, I think basketball is slowly becoming, um, a little bit more of a thing in Chicago after taking some years off. And mm -hmm. if you're if you're bummed about the Bulls and you still love basketball, going to see a Chicago Sky game is a great idea uh, to get Absolutely. that fix in this summer. So talk about the game experience at Wintrust Arena. Well, look, let me start with this. I bought my um, <clears throat> the WNBA All Star Weekend or All Star Game. They don't do a full weekend for the WNBA. Uh, is going to be in Chicago this year, and I got my tickets this morning. Uh, unfortunately, there were no courtside seats left by the time I logged in. Uh, but I did snag uh, just two rows back, 160 bucks for a pair. Oh, so wow. if anything, I'm going to say this before everything else. This is the most affordable option when it comes to professional sports. It used to be the White Sox. You used to be able to just go get White Sox tickets for basically a hot dog. Uh, but uh, those tickets have, have, have increased in price dramatically uh, over the last few seasons. Uh, I think they're $20 now. Um, <laughs> four hot dogs <laughs> yeah crazy um, but so first of all it's super super affordable um, as a season ticket holder I have access to a lot of perks uh, one of which I took advantage of this morning I had first dibs on all-star tickets um, I get a free food buffet for every game uh, which ran, and I'm like, it's you know it's ballpark food but it's still very okay. good. Fresh fruit, uh, chili dogs, uh, mac and cheese. Sometimes there's uh, barbecue pulled pork, uh, which is my favorite. <laughs> a bag of a bag of popcorn <laughs> the size of Dana Evans. <laughs> you can also, yeah, she is tiny, so yes, you can <laughs> you can get Dana Evans sized uh, popcorn for free. Free beer, free wine. I mean, it's pretty great. Wow. Uh, I get I get access to the media coverage after the games. Um, they open up a few practices to season ticket holders as well, which I've no yet way. to take advantage of because uh, they practice out in Bridgeview. Or not, I'm sorry, not Bridgeview, uh, Deerfield. Okay. Um, just a little too far for me. It's like, I don't know, was that in Iowa? No, that's my, that's my, old, that's my old neck of the woods. That's up, uh, that's it? 40, that's 41. That's past Wilmette, like another 15, 20 minutes. It's up there, yeah. You lost, you lost me at 40 minutes. 
so what's I've the what's, so, what's the best what, so when you go there and you're hungry what do you mm. what are you getting what are you getting food wise you know man i'm a bit of a health nut these days uh so i i chili honestly, on the side far, chili on the side of the chili, chili dog? i i will say this when i so i usually do uh, like a full plate of fruit right and then like a little bit of salad uh -huh. um but then i will get like four or five nachos and put some chili over on some cheese so I still indulge a little bit, but I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to eat a whole plate of it. I'm also, I, I'm literally on the court. Like when you, if you watch a Chicago game on TV, you can't miss me. I'm right underneath the basket. And I, the last thing I want to do is sit there with a plate full of nachos, have a ball hit me and just not, <laughs> right. I just, I, yeah, yeah. I don't want to do that. No, they um, always go when they cut to the commercials and it's like Candace in slow motion, like laying in an and one. And then, yeah. like, you're in the background, like, <laughs> like eating food. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to be that guy. No. Look, it, that being said, too, you know, I, I, I've met. I shouldn't say I've met. I've seen a lot of uh, celebrities. Met a few at these games, and I don't, you know, shake their hands, say hello. I don't want to do that with chili cheese all over everything. You know, I, I had to kick uh, Reverend Jesse Jackson out of one of my seats. Uh, he just walked right in and sat in my seat. Excuse me, sir. I know who you are, but I don't care. <laughs> you need to move out of my seat. Uh, Chance the Rapper started showing up when they made it to the playoffs. And look, I've never seen him at a Chicago Sky game. He, he, he I'm not trying to throw shade. Okay, Chance, if you're watching this or it's it's cool. This. It's cool that he went right, but I think what you're trying yes. to say is. Easy. Don't let just don't be fooled if he starts repping like he goes there all the time. It's and he was. That's what bothered want, me. We yeah, we want everyone to go, <laughs> but we don't want everyone to go. It's like a band, right? Like you listen to one song and you think you know everything about all the albums. We don't need someone, right. you know what I mean? Like giving yeah. you giving you the business. Uh you'd also had uh, you told me a fantastic story about another celebrity sighting that you had yes. during the NBA finals. I'm wondering if you can share that with our yeah. audience. This, this, it wasn't, it was the championship game. And to be honest with you, it's, it's a little embarrassing because I sat next to this person for the entire first half and had a great conversation with them. Um, we were just talking basketball, sports in general. We talked a little bit, we talked a little NBA. Um, really nice, really funny, very sweet person. And I noticed people were coming up especially during halftime, but a, a little bit beforehand and asking for photos. And I'm like, oh, this must, I don't, maybe this is an ESPN, but I don't know. Like I, I they also had, we, we had to wear face masks. Uh, she had a hat on, she had a, like a, like a bandana underneath the hat. I, she was very incognito, sunglasses too. Uh, cloaked. And cloaked, <laughs> uh, invis invisibility cloak. Um, and then I realized she, she she would take her mask down and take off her sunglasses for the photos. And I was like, oh, shit. That's Sue Bird's wife. <laughs> I was like, that's Megan Rapinoe. I, I had no idea. And then I, I still, like, going into the third quarter, I, I, I didn't say anything to her yet. I just kind of played it off. I just kept talking to her like I didn't know who she was. Which, honestly, I think she kind of appreciated. It's the best way. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then... Uh, when the game started coming to a close, I started to tear up a little bit <laughs> and because I knew I, you know, we were on the verge of the championship. 
And uh, I just looked at her, I go, hey, I know who you are. And she just looked at me and goes, yeah. Yeah. uh she's super nice man like it was it was a blast i I really wish i could have turned that into meeting sue because that i would have that would have been really cool but uh uh i'll have to settle for megan (laughs) i said well i i I love that because um i think it's the best way to hang out with a celebrity a little bit is if you had Mm -hmm. that um the 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 blissful ignorance of not knowing who that person was like if you could have a wonderful dinner with someone and then at the end they just like rip off their mask and it's like i'm benedict cumberbatch and you're like oh shit (laughs) right Right. it's such a special moment but again man like i don't know i give you i mean cut yourself a little slack too i mean your team was on the verge of winning a championship i mean i don't know about you but like if you take me and put me down with any of my favorite teams uh, you know, you could sit me next to a lot of people. You know, you could sit me next to Obama, and I'm probably going to spend most of my time watching the game. Oh, right? 100%. And, and, yeah. And less trying to pick his his brain or, you know what I mean, talk his ear off too as well. Yeah. So, um, no, I love that, man. And, look, I think hopefully this year uh, there will be more of that because, you know, not to be, um, you know, obviously I'm, I'm not obsessed with stars or celebrities and stuff, but let's be real, mm-hmm. you know. Those, uh, you know, celebrities going to those games – brings more eyeballs to Chicago sky basketball. And at the end of the yep. day, that's what the team deserves. It's what the organization mm-hmm. deserves. And it's what Chicago deserves too, as well. And if it takes a couple of people like, I don't know, a chance rapper to maybe turn, sure. you know, a, a little girl or boy, a little teen onto checking out the game or whatever, then it's, mm-hmm. I'm all for it. You know what I mean? So I yeah. mean, dude, let's, let's get after it. You know, they start this Friday. Mm-hmm. Wild season last against year. Against your L.A. Sparks. Gets my L.A. Sparks. That's right. And, uh, yeah, I Are don't you even know. Are going to any Sparks games this year? You know what? I don't know. I, I would love to, honestly. I mean, are they – I mean, <laughs> I'm going to be honest, full disclosure. Are they any good anymore, or is this kind of like – are they a once they, great franchise that's now as as much in transition as anything else? Well, they picked up uh, Liz Cambage, which is uh-huh. huge. Uh, she's also huge. Uh, and, uh, they got my girl Lexi who honestly doesn't play that many minutes, but man, she was, uh, she was the athletes unlimited, I think MVP this year. Um, she's so underutilized. It'll be interesting to see if LA utilizes Lexi a little bit more. Um, especially I could see her and camp age being a good one, two punch, good guard center combo there. Um, I, I, you know, I, I don't think they have. Cambage says they're going to win the championship this year, but uh, we'll see if she can make it happen. Uh, but hey, from our cold gotta... dead hands, from our <laughs> yes. cold dead hands, goddamn right. Hey, we'll see. We'll see how they look on Friday against the Sky. Well, hey man, so Chicago Sky, what are you calling right now? Are you saying above five hundred? Five hundred? Do they win twenty games? <sighs> can they defend the title? You know, kind of maybe give us a number here, and obviously. Winning the title is tough, but do you feel like that they can be contenders yeah. again this year? They can be contenders. I think it's going to be, honestly, man, I think it's going to be more difficult this year because of everything we discussed before. Where the teams are teams know now, teams are yeah. prepared, um, and they might know. You know, with, with with that primary core coming back, all they have to do is watch tape from last year to see what they have to do uh, to stop this team. So 
hopefully we make the right adjustments. Uh, hopefully we picked up the right pieces in the off season to make up for what we're missing with Dolson and DeShields and we'll see where it goes. Yeah. I mean, I think we can go over 500. I think obviously we're a great team. Um, it took a while last year, which I think was the biggest issue and why we ended up 500. Um, but yeah, I think we can go over 500. I think we can, we can maybe even sneak in a little buy in the playoffs this year with our placement. Um, we'll see. It's just, everybody needs to stay healthy, man. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's a tenuous place, right? And and you can go to any sport where, when a team, maybe, I don't want to say comes out of nowhere, but surprises and wins a title in whatever respective sport that they're in. Usually like one of kind of two things happen. Uh, door number one, the magic dust kind of runs out a little mm -hmm. bit. And there's uh, there's frustration, and you see glimpses of talent at times, but there's a consistency factor the year after that really mm -hmm. struggles and and it, and it fails to be maintained. And then door number two is this team learned how to play championship basketball together. It yeah. clicked everything, every talent and potential and projection and fantasy that a fan or someone in the organization wants to have. It actually did come together cohesively and created championship basketball and sometimes you can actually build on that and the collection of all the parts together playing together now all of a sudden create this better product that allows them to be a lot more successful for a longer period of time and i sort of feel like it's it's one of those it's one of those two when when a team comes and surprises with the championship so if you had to guess maybe you know which one is maybe on the sky's side right now heading into friday is it is it that magic dust that they're trying to ride or can they maintain maybe something that clicked for them last year and bring it into this season? I think it's going to be more than just maintaining. I think it's going to have to be improving on that because the two teams that gave us trouble, Connecticut and Phoenix, if I'm not mistaken, Connecticut's running it back. I don't know. I need to look back at their roster and see what moves they made in the off season, but I think they're just running it back and they were a great squad to begin with. So not a lot, not a lot of adjustments needed there. Um, Phoenix got better in the off season yeah. and that's, that's who we played in the off or in the finals. So yeah, we brought our core back. We lost a couple pieces. We gained a few pieces. We need to make sure that we're not just maintaining. We need to be better because they got better. So if we want to win, we need to be better. Yeah. And it sounds like it's going to come down to the people that we talked about today, Parker, Copper, Quigley and Vandersloot, you know? Where are they mm -hmm. in their careers and whether they can maintain and keep it going? Um, I want to get you out of here on this um, just because it's a mainstream story for a lot of people, and I'm sure it's mm -hmm. a big story for WNBA fans everywhere. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, what is your take on the Brittany Griner situation? Uh, um, I, you know, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, are there updates? Because it feels like she kind of, they put her back no. in the news cycle for a couple of days and everyone tries to make their own point about this, that, or the other. And it doesn't always have to do with her actual situation. It's kind of people sort of glomming off of the, the, the story to make some other yeah. point. And then it disappears for a couple of weeks. And is there a resolution going on right now? Uh, well, obviously you appreciate Brittany Griner, Griner's game. And, uh, you know, you know, how do you, how does a WNBA fan um, ingest that? How do they feel about what that situation is right now? You know, I, I've, I've, I've read the tweets. I've read the articles. Um, I, you know, her, her, her family and her legal counsel 
at the beginning, at least, asked everybody to just kind of keep quiet, keep low key for her safety, right? Don't make a big deal of it. Don't bring attention to it because that's what they want. Supposedly, if you're buying into this theory of she was taken as a political prisoner, um, which I'm not saying she wasn't. Uh, you know, I I don't I don't know enough to really speak on the subject in in that way. Um, all I know is we know very little. We know that she's okay. Um, and outside of that, I, I know it's being worked on. I know the, the, I mean, even our government has spoken out about it, saying that it's a priority. Uh, obviously, the commissioner of the WNBA, she's spoken out and said that it's a priority. Um, it just, you know, what can we do as fans? I'll tell you one thing I'm going to do, and not that it's going to make any difference or not. It's just my way of showing support is I'm going to be in my seat under the basket on the sideline. I'm sorry, on the on the baseline, uh, wearing a Brittany Griner jersey to every Chicago Sky game. And I'm going to take my Chicago Sky flag, and I'm still going to wave my Chicago Sky fandom. But just my little show of support until we get Britt back, I'm rocking that jersey to every game. It's tough, right? And I completely agree with you. We don't have a ton of information. It also makes you think, too, sometimes when she was detained – they then find out she is somebody and then right. they make it political. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. and it really, I mean, just, I think in general, man, I, as, um, <clears throat> as an American, you know what I mean? I really do think of all the shit that we complain about. Um, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I mean, we're, we are slowly seeing this, uh, marijuana revolution across the country of slowly, mm-hmm more and more states are are legalizing or at the very least decriminalizing. And, uh, and, and I think we still marvel sometimes at the fact of, Oh, a certain state hasn't done this, that, or whatever in terms of just particular marijuana. Uh, but then you start to think about the, the laws that are in different countries and continents Mm -hmm. that, uh, are so punitive and terrifying. Yeah. Um, for things that we sort of take granted for granted, I don't know, maybe yeah. like our, our liberal, our liberal allowances, you know what I mean? It really is. It really is crazy. I don't even need to know the amount that she had on her. You know what I mean? From what I understand, know. she just had a little, a little pen. Like, I, I think it was just like, I, I don't know. I, I, yeah. think it, I don't, I don't, it's either way. It's completely. I don't know, man. It's crazy. And I, I, I do, I, it's not a stretch to say that I think about it every day because I do, uh, you know, it, it's, it's crazy to think that way about somebody you don't even know on a personal level whatsoever, but it's, you know, somebody I feel like I've gotten to know through my fandom and it's, it hurts, man. It sucks. It hurts to see her that way. How, how old is she? Oh man. I don't know. I want to say she 29. I want to say she's in her late twenties. I'm about to pull that. I up guess. Right I, now. I guess what I, I guess what I'm trying to get at is the other part too is that we're WNBA fans are clearly being you know uh, deprived of mm-hmm. prime prime years of her career. Yeah. And you know, I she's I don't know if she is, but she's she's got to be one of the tallest uh, WNBA players in history. Um, she's one mm-hmm. of the few, obviously, that dunk for people that you know care about that and prioritize that. And I think younger kids that want to watch the game would love to see, you know, would love to see dunks. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's just, she's a unique talent, and she's really good. 
and yeah. uh, everybody knows it and you know and she's a great person on top of all that and it's just like it sucks to see this happen to somebody like this you know yeah man no that's absolutely <clears throat> it's absolutely brutal and hopefully there's something that that comes about it that doesn't have to do with like political grandstanding or something just like get her the yeah. fuck home <laughs> like, yeah, just get, get her home please get her, her home. home man um Tim, man, this was super fun, man. I want to thank you so much for coming on the pod because uh, we've wanted to do this for a long time. And I think that just because maybe I'm not watching every single Chicago Sky game doesn't mean that our audience shouldn't know about it, shouldn't get excited about it. They're the defending champs. There's um, only 32 games, man. I know. You know? We have, we have a champion. Them. We have a champion <laughs> in this town of Chicago right now. That's uh, right. And, and they, deserve, uh, they deserve our support. And, uh, you know, obviously – Chicago is a sports town, so it doesn't matter what it is. Like, well, hey, and shout out, out there supporting, man. Shout out also to the Chicago Red Stars, the professional women's soccer team here in Chicago, who went to the fight to the championship game last year. Yeah, nobody talks about that. And look, they're they're boys to rerun it to just run it right back. So, their season was supposed to start, I think, last Wednesday against the San Diego. No, uh, against Louisville, the team they 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 lost to. Uh, the championship too uh but it was delayed uh due to weather conditions but i think they're going to run it back the red stars well good for them man i mean yeah i think a lot of times we sit around and we just look around the the sports landscape and the blackhawks you know in their front office is kind of an embarrassment and maybe just as much on the ice right now the cubs are retooling and god knows what they're doing the white Sox are struggling but have high hopes the bears the bears uh, and, uh, and, you know, and the Chicago Bulls are, you know, kind of maybe in that mediocre middle of whether they can make a move and become whatever. So you ask yourself, what is going on in Chicago sports right now? There actually is a lot. Uh, you know, you mentioned the Red Stars right now and the Chicago Sky begin defending their title this Friday mm -hmm. night at Winchester Arena. Um, great chance to go check it out. And uh, great game experience. Great team. Look, the games... A lot of fun stars and do it now, right? Because this team might yes. not be the same next year. They won't. I don't think they will. And you know what, man? It's so affordable. I, I literally, I can't think of any other professional sport where I could have afforded the opportunity to be on the court for a championship win next to Megan Rapino. I mean, I couldn't have done that for the NFL or the NBA or I just there's just no way I, it, it just it allows you so many opportunities to do so many cool things that you can't do in other sports yeah absolutely man I, I when I was in high school I obviously when you go to your like your school's basketball games or whatever but me and my dad we'd travel around on Friday nights and we would just try and find the best high school basketball teams in the state and just go to the games because dude you get to sit in the front row and watch whatever it is at their particular level. You know what I mean? You get to watch some of the best of the best at their particular level in their particular place or division. Go after it and compete, man. And it's yeah. awesome. And, you know, you always want to be like, man, I wish I could sit front row. You can. You can sit front row at sporting events. They might not mm -hmm. just necessarily be the Chicago Bears, right? But you can still get that experience and see something amazing. And why, and why would you want to sit front row at a Chicago Bears game? I don't, I don't know. You know, why would you, I, I wouldn't even take a free ticket for that right now. Dude, that's a great point. That's a great point. Mm -hmm. I mean, going to a, going to a football game live is, uh, is as maybe is cause I'm getting older is becoming more increasingly lost on me. 
you know, I've never been to an NFL game. I've never, I just, I just, I guess I just never really had the opportunity. Not even, you know, I used to live in Indianapolis and not even this, I couldn't, I never saw the Colts. That's the one sport I've never seen. You're fine. <laughs> You're fine, dude. I mean, yeah, like they, I so. they, when, when you pack 60, 70,000 people into one place, um, it is cool because it is a bit of a spectacle and I get all that, but like, you know what it's like in, in a crammed, you know, in a, in a basketball arena in January mm-hmm. and everyone's kind of elbow to elbow a little bit. And I don't know, man, I'm a hit... four side season ticket holder. I got all the space <laughs> in the world, have all the space in the world. <laughs> Jesse Jackson, get out of here. How many times do I have to tell you? Right. These are my seats. Yeah. The senior section is up a ways. All right. This seat is for my book bag, <laughs> and this seat is for me. Uh, Tim Quinlan, thank you so much for coming on Bet on <clears throat> Chicago, man. Uh, dude, it was great to see you. And um, if you'd be so generous, maybe you can come back uh, in about 15 games or so and maybe give yeah. us a little bit of an update, and we can kind of sort of follow the Chicago sky through your season ticket-holding experience. Sure. And hopefully they'll give us some more to cheer about this year. If you're comfortable, you can throw out your socials if people want to check out uh, your sky content on Twitter or whatever. Otherwise, man, great to see you, brother. Can I promote my OnlyFans here, or? Uh, sure. <laughs> no. We do have a cross promotion uh, going on, Tim. But... <laughs> no. Uh, no, I mean nothing to really to promote. I'm not really doing much these days. In terms, I used to DJ full time, but that's kind of out in the back. I just play video games and hang out, man. So no, I don't really have anything to promote. I'm just chilling, taking it easy these days. Beautiful. You know? I love yeah. it. Get yep. ready for summer. Uh, Tim, man, thank you so much for hopping on, man. Uh, it's a pleasure to yeah, we'll have you back soon. All right. See you, sir. Today's episode of Bet on Chicago with Joey Christopoulos was presented by BetOnline.ag. 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. Thank you so much for checking out this episode. we got more coming the rest of the week, so I hope that you come back and check it out. Until then, be well, be safe, please be good to each other, and remember, when in doubt, always Bet on Chicago. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.